Hello and welcome to episode 58 of The Brand Lounge, where every Thursday we feature insightful brand stories to showcase the hundreds of ways that businesses are started, the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur, and to encourage you to build your business your way. I'm Tammy Hills, your host and founder of Shadowcat Creative, where I'm a personal brand and marketing consultant. And today I'm joined by Celine Harlow, self-love and life purpose mentor at her business, Dawning Light, my Dawning Light. Welcome back to the show, Celine. Oh, I'm so excited to be here and to talk about myself for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> no, it's super exciting. I love these episodes. I love these episodes because I get to hear about another business and I always love seeing the passion that comes from the business owners when they get a chance to talk about themselves because, I don't know, I feel like we don't talk about ourselves enough and it's quite nice to have the space to do it like openly and freely. <laughs> so <laughs> in the last episode, Celine and I discussed the, um, we discussed negative self-talk, uh, what it is, ways to start changing those thoughts and kind of methods and practices that we have both used individually that have helped us at certain times. So take a listen if you missed that one. But today, Celine, we're talking all about you and your business. So let's start at the beginning. And what was it that inspired you to create My Dawning Light? Um, well, there were two things. The first thing is that, so I had spent six, six years at university, sorry, and I wanted to become a librarian. Like I wanted to work in libraries. That was my thing. I really wanted to do that. And I felt so passionate about it. So I spent six years doing that at university. And then, you know, when I finally graduated, it felt like, you know, you have that kind of rush of energy, like, oh, the world is my oyster kind of thing. And I felt that the world was my oyster. So I moved to London to be with my boyfriend at the time who had come to news from New Zealand to be with me. So I decided to live with him. Anyway, it's a long story. It's in the story itself. And anyway, so I moved to London and I decided to apply for jobs in the book industry. And I applied to over a hundred jobs in about four months and I got one interview and they said no. So obviously I had to, you know, find a way to pay my rent. And so I ended up working in these like really dodgy places, like coffee shops and, you know, like shake places in London. Like we've all done those jobs. Like, well, they really stink. And it really opened my eyes to the reality of, you know, what it's like to work for somebody. And, you know, my first job ever after university, like I didn't even have a contract and the manager, um, you know, was not very happy about something that, that we as a team had done during the week. We had not like hit a target or something. And she threatened that if we didn't do the, what she wanted us to do, she would not pay us that week. And it was heartbreaking, you know, like I was this young woman, I was perhaps 24 when I graduated and all I wanted was to work in a library and nobody was giving me a chance. And, you know, I got to work for managers that really truly didn't understand me. Like I'm, I'm somebody who has something to say, you know, and I feel like I, I always want to learn. I always want to learn. And, and my second job was I worked in this really fancy coffee shop in London in Soho, Soho, Soho anywhere. And, um, and I was a waitress there. And, you know, like I learned the job for about a couple of weeks and then I knew everything about the job. Like I knew everything that it was to know about waitressing and I hated every second of it. And I started to talk about, you know, to my manager about ideas that I had about, you know, systems that we could implement that would make things easier during rush hour and so on. Because I'm creative, like I have ideas, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a genius, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> and um, he put me down, you know, he put me down and um, he told me to, to do my job. And that that's all, you know, he didn't want anything else from me. And I felt that. I just couldn't keep going. And I knew that so many of my friends were going through these jobs and then kind of getting a break, breakthrough in their industry. And 
but it was it was just such hard going and I just couldn't imagine doing that for the rest of my life you know having to climb the ladder and having to you know work at rhythms you know waking up at 5 a.m in the morning just to get to my job in time because I couldn't afford you know the rents in, um, in central London at the time and I just couldn't imagine living my life that way and so that was the first kind of trigger and then the second trigger is that for about maybe four years, maybe more, I struggled with a lot of acne and um, I tried to heal the stuff and it was like so difficult and so complicated. And I tried to heal my acne and I tried to do it the natural way. And it was really difficult for me to try to find what was really going to work to heal my skin because obviously it was really embarrassing. You know, I like had pimples everywhere. <laughs> I looked like a pepperoni pizza and it, it affected so much of my self-confidence and and so I was on this journey of trying to heal my skin and trying to heal my body and, you know, um, bringing my digestive system and my skin back into balance and trying to understand how to nourish my body and trying to understand what it was like for me to be healthy, basically, and trying all of these different things. And, and I managed to heal my skin to a certain point, you know, using supplements and you know, changing my skincare and changing my diets and so on. But then, you know, there was about like 30% of my acne that I couldn't really shift, that I couldn't really heal. And, and I had a whole lot of scars as well on my face. What really did the trick for me to finally clear my skin once and for all was changing my mindset. And I realized that, you know, well, the reason that really triggered my acne in the first place, but I only understood this after like three years of trying to heal this stuff, was that I was actually eating an entire block of chocolate every single night. <laughs> And I didn't really understand that it was a problem, but obviously it affected my liver, it affected my digestive system, it affected my, anyway, everything, it affected my skin in the end. And, and I was eating that chocolate because I felt that I wasn't receiving love in my life, that I felt, I, I just felt rejected all the time. I felt that the world was a cruel place and that nobody understood me and so on. And I felt, I felt depressed, as suppose you could say, like I felt that I just, I felt so, so much self-hatred towards myself. And that had translated into me eating chocolate and then me getting that skin issue. And so I realized that I had to heal my relationship with myself. And that got me started into understanding self-love. That got me into understanding what it's like to have a healthy relationship with yourself, what it's like to have, um, to not no longer criticize or judge myself all the time, right? And eventually, you know, I was working in these coffee shops and I realized that that message was more important than me wanting to work in the book big book industry, sorry. And so I decided that very simply, I had something to share with the world. And that's how it all started. <laughs> that's amazing. Like, honestly, that's incredible because I feel like there are so many elements to your story that people can relate to. And it can feel so hard when the whole world just seems to be rejecting everything from literally, like you were saying, from not being able to get the job in the in the industry that you want to be working in. By the way, love the fact that you wanted to be a librarian. Like I absolutely <laughs> love books, but it never occurred to me that that would be a thing. And I just, yeah, magic. Um, but also not being able to find that break into the career in the industry that you want can be really disheartening, particularly when you're being filled with all of these dreams and this progression when you're in education and you're like, go to uni, get a degree, then fall into the job at the place that you want to work. And coming into the real world is quite a harsh awakening for a lot of people. But I can also absolutely relate to being in a job where you're trying to improve things and change things and make suggestions and bring you to someone else's business as such and then having that just kind of turned down because oh it's not the way that we do things in air quotes so yeah it's interesting how all of that and your pursuit of just feeling healthier 
then just culminated in this in this wonderful business that you now have which is focused on the self-love and the healing so when you had made that choice that you were going to create this this business that's separate to what the dreams have been before what was that kind of process how did that look for you what was the kind of thought process that you went through was it just one of those where it's like right okay I've had enough I'm going to start a business or did it take some time for you to explore how to share this message that you felt compelled to share Um, I can't quite remember to be honest it must have been a thought that started everything Um, but one thing that, that really helped me when I was clearing my skin was learning Reiki. So it's a, it's a type of energy healing. I learned from an incredible teacher in London and I went all the way to the Reiki, um, the, the mastership. So all the way, you know, so that I can actually teach Reiki to people. And I, like, it was this whole journey of me learning and discovering. And I was <laughs> becoming so passionate about this whole learning thing. And I wanted to learn more. Like I was thirsty for more knowledge. I was barely fresh out of university. And I, you know, I wanted to continue learning. And I think that that had become something that I was incredibly interested in. Like I had never thought that energy healing was a thing. And then I remember this shock moment when I felt that energy actually flowing out of my hands, like, oh my God, that's actually a thing. Like that's not just with spiritual crap. Like I can actually do this and this is actually helping me. <laughs> it's crazy. And I realized that, well, you know, I had never been taught that I have a relationship with myself and there's a way for me to live without constantly hating myself or putting myself down. And, you know, around me, I could see that this is something that, you know, that we all needed, right? This is something that we needed. And, and I had found my way, I had found my way and I had found something that truly worked for me and it had become something that was so truly precious. You know? <laughs> and it was become something, becoming something that was, that I was holding inside of myself, but it was starting to explode. <laughs> it was starting to explode. And so when I got to the mastership, you know, my teacher, I think, invited me to have a look at what it would look like for me to have a Reiki practice, to have, you know, some sort of thing where I offer Reiki to people. And I knew that I was going to leave London very soon and I was going to go to New Zealand to be with my um, fiancé at the time. So my yeah, boyfriend, then fiancé, then husband, anyway, same guy. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, and I realized that I would need to have some sort of business structure, right? So I think perhaps, um, yeah, I found this, I found a course online that would teach me how to have an online business focused on health and you know, self-development and so on. And so I went through that kind of mentorship program and, um, and I did all of the stuff that they told you to do and, you know, learned about, you know, social media and marketing and website stuff. And this was completely out of my comfort zone, you guys, like, you know, I am such an introvert. <laughs> Oh my God, like if you like met me physically, you would you know find me really awkward and kind of like, I don't know, like I don't really have much to say. And that's just because I'm such an introvert and I wasn't really used to sharing that stuff, but it was kind of bursting out of me in a very awkward way. So I had to kind of find a way to channel this stuff. <laughs> and so I, I learned what it was like to have a business. And when I finally moved to New Zealand in April, 2014, I became really serious about, you know, renting a clinic space, um, posting on social media. And it was, it was very embarrassing. Like, I don't know, the first things that I did in my business were really awkward and and not really well thought of. And, you know, I had offers that I thought were very cool, but people not re- didn't really want to buy them. And I barely were, was able to cover my rent space at the time, my rent. But I just I just kept going and I started to learn about, you know, ideal clients and all of these things. You know, we've all been on that journey, right? And I realized that what I truly wanted to do was not so much um, around offering energy healing to clients. It was cool, but I wanted more. And I wanted to 
you know, to make this self-love thing a reality, like t- something tangible for, for us, you know? And I, yeah, started to observe what people were, like what women were doing around me, like how they were behaving and what kind of things they were saying to the, to about themselves and so on. And I started to really listen and to, to think, well, I don't know anybody who can teach self-love the way I do. You know, I am spiritual. I believe in energy. I believe in my mindset. I believe in, you know, healing, limiting beliefs. I believe in, I don't know, doing sorts of stuff that helped me to feel better about myself, basically. I'm also incredibly practical, right? So this is something that I wanted to offer to people, right? Because, you know, so often, you know, we find these self-development coaches and they're like, you know, just throwing these things at you and you've heard them a million times and I'm like, this is not actually helping me you know I want something tangible from you but you're not offering me that so I want to make self-love something that's really easy to implement and it eventually I kind of stumbled upon self-love I can't remember the first time I heard the word self-love but and I can't really even say that I understand what self-love is now but um I just wanted to to say what was inside my heart and it was embarrassing it was awkward still is often but I still have to show up you know because it just burst out of me (laughs) control it I love that that's obviously like a magical sign that it's something that you're compelled to talk about and I love what you were saying about the fact that you you knew that you were the only one that could teach self-love the way that you could and that it was that unique blend of kind of everything that makes you you like the energy side the spiritual side the practical side the skeptical side like all of that kind of rolled into one creates this really unique approach where you can help people in a very specific way um and I think that there's elements of your story as well which resonate really hard with me and I'm sure it will with others where you start off down this path where you're like I've learned this this is something new so like the Reiki mastership and everything that you had and you you literally master that and you're and you're sat there going right okay so this is what I'm doing and then it's like oh actually kind of want a little bit more now I want something else and you just keep growing and growing and growing and I think it reflects back to what we were talking about in the last episode where it's always about looking at the next version of you the next part you know the next path that you want to take what else you want to do and yeah I just I love hearing how you've progressed from wanting to be a librarian right the way through now to <laughs> continuing that love of learning and imparting that wisdom so it's almost like you're still helping people find the knowledge that they need you're just doing it in a different way to maybe the way that you expected absolutely well that was something that was actually frustrating me so I did a lot of internships in uh, libraries in, in France and then in Ireland as well and I really loved connecting with people and I really loved you know enabling them to find um, you know, the books and the knowledge that they really needed in order for them in order for them to be able to move forward, right? So I really loved that. But then I felt that there was something missing, you know, even during those, you know, three week or three months or six months internships, there was still something that was missing for me. Like I was good at my job and I really enjoyed it. And I, I loved the practical and organized side of it. I loved, you know, running workshops as well. And I loved connecting with people and I loved, you know, I don't know, wrapping books and so on. But there was something that was missing, you know, and, you know, I have, you know, watched my dad in a job that he didn't like for over 20 years. And it was so soul crushed, soul crushing for him. And I think that I I knew there was a part of me that knew that I, I simply couldn't settle down for this kind of life. And I'm so grateful for my dad. And I'm, 
you know, he's such an incredible being and he's taught me so much, but I knew that I didn't want the same kind of life, you know, and I love my dad. If my dad is listening, I love you. Um, and I appreciate everything that you've done for me, but it was, it was a choice that I, I, I felt in myself. I, I simply cannot make that choice. It's going to kill me if I do it, you know? So I had to kind of just see, well, what else, what else can I do with myself for the rest of my life, you know? Um, and the business appealed to me because obviously I'm in charge of my life. I'm in charge of my business. It comes with its own challenges, but I'm, I'm up for it. You know, like this is the life that I want. And I, I can't imagine myself going back to a desk job. I can't imagine myself going back to applying for jobs. Oh my God, this is the worst thing that we have created in modern society, applying for jobs and going to interviews and having to talk about your, I don't know, five best qualities and your five worst, um, not qualities, whatever the word is, and kind of pretend that they're actually qualities, you know, like it's just, it's just, it feels so wrong to me. Yeah, that horrible question, which is like, what would you say is your biggest weakness? And you're like, damn it, I need to make sure that this is actually a strength. Like, I'm just too perfect. That's all it is. <laughs> I know. I'm just too hardworking. Like, sometimes I just work too hard. But, you know, it just means that I always get the work done. Like, oh, my God. That was one thing that I felt I was really crushing for me, like just like soul destroying, I suppose you could say, was that I, I never felt that I was in a space where I was fully allowed to be me. Like I was always expected to get the job done, but I was never really, yeah, I was, yeah, only a version of me was allowed to show up, right? And I was never really allowed to say what was truly on my mind. And I was never really allowed to make a difference. And, you know, I remember, you know, having managers that would really crush me, like really put me down in front of the whole team at, you know, the weekly team meetings. And, and I just didn't, didn't see myself going through those, those motions, those, Um, dynamics for the rest of my life I had to find something else I had to it's so frustrating because I don't think that I I don't remember ever being told when I was at school in any form of like actual education that being a business owner was an option it was always just going to be either what's the next step in your educational journey Mm. or what career are you going to have when you leave like what job are you going to go and get and setting you up for going job hunting and and working in a corporation and even then they don't really set you up for that effectively either because there's so much that you need to it is literally you do need to dial down certain aspects of who you are for certain companies but you don't know what you need to do until you're there and I feel like culture is such a huge topic that probably cover an entire new episode (laughs) that (laughs) the culture of a business whether it's corporate or an independent business, like it can really make or break how that feels for both you and anyone else that's working within that business for you. And it's just, it's just baffling that we've accepted as a society for so long that it's acceptable to ask people to show up as their best version because the company always wants you to bring your best, but not the best version of you, like the best version of what they assume a worker is. And I think it's just, It's just really gross. (laughs) Absolutely. It feels really wrong. And I don't know why so many of us fall into that trap. And obviously, you know, there is much to say about, you know, having security and having, you know, that weekly or monthly income that comes into your bank account. It feels really safe. And, you know, you have an okay life and you can pay the mortgage and go on holiday and you have the puppy and you have the kids and everything seems fine, you know. And I don't know. I feel like we just settled down for things. You know, we settled down for things, for things. But the cost, I think, for me was was too great. I felt that because I had learned so much, you know, in my journey to healing acne, 
I felt that I was going to, it was, it was really selfish for me to keep that stuff to myself. And I'm not sharing it perfectly. I don't know everything about self-love. I make mistakes. I, I'm still very much on my journey. I, I don't think I can settle down for this kind of lifestyle. Like I, I can't settle down for just a lukewarm kind of life, you know, if I, yeah, I, I have to try, you know, and sometimes I think that's something that's really stops people from, from like starting. Like, I think the first question that people ask me is what is my life purpose? And can you help me find my life purpose? I don't know what your life purpose. I don't know what my life purpose is. I'm just showing up and showing what's on my heart every day. Right. And people want to have that certainty, you know, that's kind of um, 70 step plan to success. Like you're going to start a website. You're going to start on social media. You're going to post that on social media on Thursday at 11 a.m. And then blah, blah, blah. and then you know, after three months, you'll be a millionaire or something. It doesn't work like that, does it? <laughs> it would be great if it did. But I don't know why we settle down for this kind of lifestyle. And everybody knows that it's wrong. You know, like everybody who's stuck into that life. And I, you know, it has its advantages. I'm sure it does. Okay. And having a business is incredibly risky. And, you know, it just, you know, it will, it will require you to give everything that you have. And it's you know, difficult in itself. But I don't know why we settle down. You know, that's that's one of my biggest questions. And I feel that, you know, so many people get in touch with me and then they're just not really willing to put in the work or they're procrastinating or they're self-sabotaging. And I don't know, it's never really been a part of me. Like there's suddenly been times in my life when I've lied to myself or been in denial or refused to, you know, see something that was right in front of my face. But, you know, I never really allow myself to, to, to stay there, I suppose you could say. So it's one of my biggest questions. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, honestly, there's, there's not, no other choice that you can make. You know, like you're either, you know, showing up for yourself, showing up for this message that you're here to share. You're showing up because you want to make a difference and so on and so forth. Or you're not, you know, and the, the price of not doing this work is, is too much. Like you can feel your soul is literally shriveling down and dying. <laughs> but in pieces <laughs> of you are dying, right? Um, I know that it was like this when I was you know, working at this coffee shop. And, you know, when I was asking to do a certain job and my manager was like, no, you can't. This is the job that you were paid to, that you that we are paying you to do. And you can only do this job, even though it's clearly not working for you. And you're like behaving like a bit of a bitch, you know, <laughs> because you're not enjoying your work and you're not showing up as your best and blah 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 and I, I don't know why we settle down for this system but I think it's got to change and I think that you know so many of us are becoming you know life coaches and mentors and certainly one of them and we're starting to have these online business businesses and so on everybody's doing Facebook lives and Instagram lives and showing on Instagram stories and so on and I think that's us waking up as a society you know just starting to have a look at what we truly want to do with ourselves basically <laughs> No, absolutely. And I think a lot of it's down to the fact that the way that I view it is one education, particularly in the UK, I can't speak for anywhere else in the world because I don't know, but the education system in the UK hasn't really changed or developed that much since like when it was first kind of implemented. The only things that have been added are occasionally you'll have additional lessons that will be around technology and more technology has involved as teaching those lessons. But when it comes to the actual format and structure until this last year with the pandemic, like it's literally just been the same. It's a blanket education system that is meant to cover every single individual with their own you know, passions, learning traits, preferences, everything else. It's just a blanket sweep of this is everything that you need to memorize. And then you need to re regurgitate that information in an exam. And that dictates how you can then progress onto a career level, which is ridiculous. But I think that 
we're starting to see more um, apprenticeships. We're starting to see more opportunities of finding other ways of building a career and making a living, so to speak. But I feel like a lot of it starts with education, because if you don't know that there are other options out there and you don't just have to leave, go to college, go to university, get a job and then get a pension and work until you're however old and that's it. If we teach people that they can teach children that they can start their own businesses, that they can be they can be the boss without having to go through all of the corporate world. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it's a lack of what was the way that we phrased it on another episode? It's not even knowing that it's an opportunity to explore. Like if you don't even have the awareness that that it's an option, how are you ever going to consider that as an opportunity that you could pursue? And I just find that that's almost like we're taking away the chance for all of these people. The internet has been wonderful because it's helped, but it's also been crushing for everything that we were talking about in the last episode. So I'm not quite sure what the full answer is, but I feel like it starts with education and it starts with that awareness that, you know, the world is growing and developing in such a way that there aren't these geographical boundaries anymore when it comes to work. And I think that that's going to be a huge thing that changes. Absolutely. I was thinking as well that, you know, we're also very much taught how to, you know, put ourselves into boxes when we're teenagers. Like this is something that, you know, so many of us have (laughs) forced ourselves to learn so that we could belong and fit in this high school world. Yeah, like we're told that, you know, if you don't fit in, then you suck and you're not going to belong and you're never going to have any friends and you're never going to experience any success in your life. And, you know, I definitely experienced a lot of bullying in high school. And and now that I've started my business, you know, I'm still, I guess, Facebook friends with some of my peers in high school. And some of them, you know, message me and say, Celine, I've been you know, reading your post and I'm so inspired. And and perhaps it comes as a shock to them because I was such a silent awkward teenager and um and I also had you know most of the, the kids in my class were actually three um two to three years older than me because of me skipping school and going to school in Germany where people start um you know earlier anyway it was a whole thing at the time and yeah like it, it kind of just strikes them as a bit of a surprise that I'm this person now um but it comes down to a choice ultimately like there's only I don't know I feel like you know there's only always somebody else that we can blame blame for the choices that we make you know we can blame our parents we can blame ourselves obviously which is always a very good choice <laughs> very juicy um we can blame society we can blame you know blame big corporations and we can blame politics and so on the pandemic um we can blame so much but ultimately it comes down to you getting you know being responsible for your life right and being responsible for the choices that you're making and and assuming that responsibility, and I think that so many of us like avoid that responsibility because when you have responsibility, then you have power. But it's also quite scary as well because you have to realize, oh, I've been procrastinating. I've been afraid here. <laughs> and um, but again, I don't see that there's much of a choice, really. You know, like the cost is too great once again. So interesting. Our reflections on society as a whole. <laughs> um cool let's let's bring it back around to you and your business so one of the things that I love to explore in these episodes is around you know branding shockingly branding and marketing and kind of the choices that you've made within your business as it is and how that's shaped for you so let's start with your business name because this is an area that I know can be quite contentious for a lot of people when they're trying to start a business so how did you choose your business name and kind of what's the story behind that? It was one of the tasks that I had to do in that course mentorship program that I did. 
Um, so it was a three-month thing and we had like so much content to go through anyway. And so um, they said to write down a list of potential business names. And at the time I thought I was going to have a Reiki practice. So I actually found that list of potential business names very recently and it's so funny. Oh my God. And, um, and so it was like, you know, the whole like self-development we will kind of name like, you know, waves of healing or like, you know, blossom into your best self. <laughs> And then I had written down my dawning light, which doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, looking back, I should have chosen something else like my name or something much easier to spell and to say, because I actually had somebody who listened to my podcast a few years ago who told me that I was saying my business name wrong. It happens. I'm a French person. I have a business, you know, that I, that is an English based business. I was wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyway, so I was saying my business name wrong. Um, but when I found that business name, that name, that potential name, I was like, this is it. Like, this is, this is what I want to do. Like, this is about me realizing that I'm much more than my traumas and my dramas and my limiting beliefs. And I'm much more. And there's this light inside of me and you can call it your soul. You can call it your life purpose. You can call it whatever, but this is the core of my teaching, you know? So looking back, I could have chosen something else. And sometimes I feel that I should, you know, get a different name, but then I think like, this is this is the core. This this is this is the core, you know. And people don't necessarily understand what it's all about when they first, you know, get to know my business. But then, you know, they start to listen to me talk, and they're like, "Wow, <laughs> this is it." <laughs> yeah, I think that it works brilliantly. I love it. I love the fact that it's such a such an open reflection of exactly what it is that the core of your business is. I think that it works perfectly. Mm, absolutely because you know I think that you know so many of us need self-love in our lives which is the core of my teaching at the moment anyway but not many of us are looking for ways to love ourselves and know that we need self-love you know so it is it is like it is a reflection of the core of me I suppose you could say but yeah I find it really difficult to spell <laughs> so it is definitely something that I think like that there's a drawback here but then it's like my soul is like no nah, this is it this is it you keep it you keep it you keep it <laughs> Stop trying to change it, you idiot. <laughs> but hey, if it's working so far, I think that, yeah, I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. I can't be bothered changing it anyways. Yeah, it sounds like too much of that <laughs> Especially if your soul's like, no. <laughs> absolutely. Cool. So when it comes to, so you, you took this course. I'm quite keen to talk a little bit more to find out what was actually involved in this course that you did. Because start, taking a course to learn how to do business is actually quite a common way for or a common method for people who don't have any experience in business. Like it's something that I considered. And in the end, I just didn't have time and just kind of stumbled my way a lot. (laughs) But I'm, I'm really curious to know, kind of, did that help you with establishing like your branding and your brand strategy and the way that you approached your business from like a, a, from a brand perspective? Um, I think the answer is not really. (laughs) Um, because it covered everything that you basically need to know about business. But, you know, at the same time, it gave me wrong ideas about what it's like to have my business, right? And, you know, the business, uh, the course, sorry, was had been created by two guys who uh, were in the holistic healing industry. So they were helping people to heal their gut, I think. And they had been incredibly successful. So what they did was to teach the system that they had been using, um, that had worked for them. And so they were, you know, suggesting to do certain things that really 
truly didn't resonate with me at the time, but I didn't know enough about business to know that it was the wrong choice for me to make um, at the time and to, you know, make your website look a certain way and to have like, one of the things I remember was they would, um, they were make it recommended for you to have a top menu. So you have like the main menu on the website and you had a top menu on the top right of above the menu. And that was their thing. <laughs> they were like, this is what you got to do. And you got to write blog. This is, you know, the kind of emails that you should write to follow up with people after discovery calls and so on. And it was, it was an incredible course because it gave me the confidence to get started at the same time. It made me forget that actually I have a choice and I get to do this, you know, my way. And I, you know, if I see that something, that there's something that I want to do and I truly want to do it. And now I have much more confidence, you know, four years into the business into starting this thing. Um, so now I'm much more attuned to what is right for me and what is wrong for me and what is going to work for me and what isn't. But at the time, I really didn't have that confidence. I remember when I first rented the clinic space. So it was a, a beautiful little clinic space. And I really enjoyed the, the I really, um, I really loved my landlord. And it was a space. Um, so it was a clinic space with other clinic spaces around it. So there were lots of massage therapists and so on. And here I was, you know, fresh from um, the UK, fresh in New Zealand. I was living with my mother-in-law at the time. I was about to get married. I had, you know, was just like fresh, you know, living for, in New Zealand. Like it was crazy. I you know, living with my partner full time and so on. Starting this whole business, like it was crazy. Like I, <laughs> I was way too crazy at the time and I didn't really realize it. But I had a conversation, a coffee chat with um, a person who was really successful as a massage therapist in our area. And so she started to ask me these questions about what was what I was going to do, how much I was going to charge for it, how I was going to market myself. And I said, yeah, this is my plan. I'm going to um, charge $100 or so, so $100 New Zealand dollars, which is not a lot in euros or pounds or whatever. So it's yeah, probably like, I don't know, 60 euros. So it really wasn't much. Um, but I'm going to charge $100 New Zealand dollars and I'm going to structure my sessions in that way. I'm going to, you know, talk to people about my stuff in that way and that way and that way and she said it's all wrong <laughs> you know I have been in business for 20 years and you know as a beginner as you know somebody who's just starting out in business you can't charge more than one dollar per minute and so she made me start at um, she made me start she invited me very strongly to start at 60 dollars for a one-hour session and um and it was it was incredible to see that that person was willing to really bring my, bring me down, like really put me down. And I'm sure that she wanted to share her experience with me. And I'm sure that her journey had been really hard. And now she's even more successful. I actually just um, read that article. I really hate her now, but I read an article about her. And she's really successful. <laughs> anyway, um, but and I, I'm sure that she really wanted to help me from the bottom of her heart and she did her best. But again, I was encouraged to do what was against what I knew to be true for myself, which was to charge $100, which I knew was the right price for me. And um, yeah, what was the original question? Did I go very far away from it? You're fine. It was around your branding. <laughs> but, uh, I'm finding this really fascinating because I feel like people are so willing to give advice and it is, it's exactly what you've been saying all along. It's like, it's, taking the bits that work for you and then being whether you want to call it boundaries whether you want to be strong enough whatever you want to call it but it's taking the bits that work for you and being strong enough within yourself to turn around and go thank you for your input thank you for your advice but I'm going to do this my way um so did you did you take her advice did you charge what she was suggesting how long did it take you to kind of <laughs> realign with what it is that you wanted to do I did. I charged what she told me to charge because I felt that, you know, again, I was learning from somebody who had a lot more experience and 
Um, and she also gave me some advice about branding as well and colors and you know how to post on social media and how to create graphics for my social media, which I had no idea how to do at the beginning, like before it was before the days of Canva, before perhaps I didn't even really know about Canva at the time. Anyway, it was a disaster, but I did it. And um, how long did it take you to realign? <laughs> with what you felt like would be right for you I just start to go on these tangents that I find really interesting and I feel like I need to go on the tangents but then I forget my topic it happens to me all the time with clients <laughs> it's embarrassing anyway um it took me it took me three years I think I got so lost into the idea that I was not born to have a business I'm not a good business owner I don't know anything to do with business like if you say the word branding to me like do you have a branding strategy like I've I've started to feel really hot <laughs> and I started to feel like oh my god like I don't know if I do I'm going to embarrass myself and you know but you know I just I mean all of what I ever did was to share my message you know like what's what was on my heart you know and the business stuff we just had to figure itself out on the way you know <laughs> and you know, it took me three years to understand that I had been following other people's strategies and I didn't have a business plan. I didn't know what I was doing with myself. I often felt like I was going to fail the whole thing. I had put everything I had on the line and and perhaps it was never going to work. And I often you know, had times when I felt that way, but I just kept on going because I'm just too stubborn. <laughs> Call it persistence and discipline. Self-belief. Stubborn is a real word. <laughs> Self-belief, I love myself too much. <laughs> Um, but it took me three years and and it, it came down to a breaking point when I was working so hard and I was making crickets, peanuts. I don't know what the right expression is. And it came down to, you know, that weekend at the beach that I mentioned in our previous episode. It was really good. You have to listen to it, by the way. And um, and it came down to the space where this moment when I was supposed to have this really beautiful holiday with my husband at the beach in a beautiful beach that I really love um, going to and so on. Um, having a romantic dinner date, a weekend date with my husband, blah, blah, blah. And instead, I just, you know, fell down, fell down, threw myself on the couch and started to cry because, exactly, <laughs> it wasn't working. And I cried and cried and cried for three whole days because I had been putting so much effort into my business, doing what everybody was telling me to do at the time. I felt that I was doing everything. And, you know, people were telling me like all sorts of stuff. Like I was getting advice from all over the place, from people who knew what they were talking about, who were making it in business, like who were successful in their business in their way, own way. And I was getting all this advice and I got so lost, right? And it came to this point when I just couldn't keep going. Like it was a make it or break it kind of point in, in my business, in my life. <laughs> and so I was crying and crying and crying and my husband was like hoping for this romantic getaway with his wife <laughs> anyway he didn't get that um and so I reached a point when I actually just just gave up like I am willing to give up on all of my efforts I'm willing to give up and I'm I'm giving up on everything that I'm doing in my business and I'm I'm giving up on this business and you know come what may I, I just I just can't keep going anymore and from that space of giving up, um, I started to rebuild my business. I started to rebuild myself, rebuild, or perhaps put more attention on the stuff that was truly important to me, but that I had never any energy for because I was so focused on, you know, making the perfect website. Like I, you know, changed my whole branding colors and all of the 
I don't know, branding strategist was because I didn't know that I had a strategy at the time. Um, but I changed all of that stuff, you know, three whole times, which meant that I had to change, like I changed my logo and I changed a whole, you know, website. And I was doing this all on my own with zero WordPress experience. So it took me months. <laughs> and I did this three times hoping that, yeah, you know, like now I had this new website, people would finally flock to it. And I wasn't really focusing on what was truly important, which was for me to have conversations with people, right? That's, that's the core of it, right? Just for me to talk about what I think is important. And it came down to me having this really like complete meltdown and really acknowledging how much pressure I had put myself under, how much pressure I was under and how much, you know, stress and guilt and shame and frustration I was actually feeling, but just pushing down the surface because there's more work to do because blah, 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 right? <laughs> and from that moment, I realized that actually I get to have the business that I want to have. I get to make decisions. I know enough about business now to know when a decision is right and when a decision is wrong. I get to work with my clients in the way that I want to work with them. I get to make the money that I want to make. I get to have the impact and the influence that I want to have because this is this is what I truly want for myself. And when you know when I have doubts in my work, you know, I had doubts like I was awake last night, like thinking about all of that stuff again, like just thinking about all the mistakes that I made in the business and just thinking, well, you know, it comes down to me reminding myself why I started the, the why, yeah. why I started the, the why. Place, you know, <laughs> absolutely, because that will really carry you through the hard times. And, you know, perhaps, you know, you're somebody who has way more business experience than I will ever have. And you kind of feel like, you know what you're doing, but you're still feeling that you're overwhelmed or frustrated, not nowhere near where you want to get. Well, focus on what's truly important and let the rest go. Like, you know, you think that all of that stuff that you're doing is moving you forward, but it isn't, <laughs> you know, focus simply on you know, having those conversations with people. Like that's the most important thing, getting those clients, <laughs> you know, getting people to pay you for what you really want to do, you know, um, whether you're an artist or an entrepreneur or whatever, you know, this is about you having conversations about something that really truly lights you up. And then the clients come from that. So I swear it does. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's such a wonderful way of simplifying the overcomplicated noise that we hear about business, because at the end of the day, business sales marketing, all it is, is that it boils down to having those conversations with the people that you can help through those conversations, and then they give you money. <laughs> like really simplifying it. But it does all start with that conversation. And whatever whatever channel, whatever platform, whatever method that you've used to have and facilitate those conversations, whether you choose Facebook Lives or Instagram or whatever, or email, whatever it is that you choose, the, again, it's that whole, the vehicle is different, but the, the core is the same. It's having conversations in order to educate people and make the impact and the change that you want to have. And how much better does your business feel now that you're doing the stuff that feels right for you rather than everything that you were told from everyone else it's a work in progress you know I, I think I, I'm still very much on learning stuff you know in terms of you know launching strategies launch strategies and you know how to have an online business because everybody again has an opinion and so it's really um taken a whole lot of courage on myself be very brave but it's it's taken me the courage the faith to know that I'm always making the right decisions I'm always taken care of. Everything is always happening for me. I'm always learning. And I get to trust myself in this. I, I get to trust myself. You know, I started this business because I wanted to know, I wanted to have fun and I wanted to continue learning, right? And so it's okay for me to continue learning. It's it's safe for me to be all of me, you know? And I feel that, 
because I'm in this space of self-development and I know that there's so many, you know, self-love coaches out there, like there's so much competition in the self-development industry. And, and I often feel again, that I'm not enough for this business. I'm not enough for my message. I'm never going to make it, you know, um, and even my clients, you know, criticize me or whatever, or they don't like what I'm saying. Or what if I say this and they don't like me, then they stop paying me and then write this negative, ah. <laughs> you know, your mind just starts to go crazy again. And I think, you know, all that it comes down to for me is, Am I sharing what is bursting out of my heart, you know, in a way that feels good to me at the time? And am I doing my best? You know, those are the two questions that I'm constantly asking myself. If I'm doing my best, then I have no space for regrets, right? Because I'm just, I'm just doing all that I can and just live. I don't know. The universe has to do the rest because I did all that I could. <laughs> so it just has to be enough. And, you know, yeah, I think, you know, I'm here because I'm passionate, you know, I'm here because... I want to have those conversations. I want to allow women to be honest about what it is that they're going through and what it is that they are experiencing and how they're feeling about themselves. And I want to give them the space to heal. And I want to share with them stuff that I have found to be really helpful. And I also want to really watch them grow. Like that just, I don't know, just really turns me on. <laughs> like I really love, you know, when people see results, you know, whether they're instant or not, I really love to, you know, watch people transform. And I really believe in this power of self-love because. You know, when you get, when you love yourself, when you have this healthy relationship with yourself, when you start to put yourself down constantly, you know, it's a work in progress and, you know, I'm still working through it, but when you have enough love for yourself, then you're able to show up for your message, right? And then you're able to show up for your business. And yeah, so I feel that I'm helping people to step into their life purpose. So I can't, I can't stop now. Like I'm just getting started. <laughs> That's just absolutely wonderful to hear. And yeah, I think the the trusting yourself and knowing that you're making the right choices is it's such an integral part of that of that learning and unlearning process as well. Because the way that I try and remind myself is every decision that I make, I'm making the right choice for the me in that moment because I'm not actively going to go, oh, hey, here's the choice that's going to be the most damaging. I'm going to go for that one teenage Tammy maybe but now <laughs> business owner Tammy less so so just you know trust yourself enough that every decision that you're making is going to be the right decision for you in that moment and try not to pay too much attention to hindsight unless it's from a, a perspective of love understanding and learning rather than judgment because yeah hindsight's an absolute bitch but can help in the future if you approach it in the right way. Mm, absolutely. I, I think this, this is such a huge, um, huge lesson actually to learn how to have that empowering perspective on things rather than having that destroying perspective. You know, like, you know, if you set yourself the goal of, you know, enrolling or, you know, getting 10 new paying clients this month or this week and you're not getting there, like, you know, like this is something that can be so, so soul crushing again. And I feel that, you know, so often, like I don't really share with anybody when I don't meet a goal you know because I feel so much shame and disappointment and I feel like I'm disappointing my husband disappointing the universe disappointing myself and you know it's okay for you to feel those feelings I think that you know it's it's okay to to not be okay like it's okay for you to feel the disappointment and to feel that you're not moving forward fast enough it's okay for you to to be in that space of oh my god like this is something that I have been feeling but I've just been you know getting myself really busy so that I don't have to feel those feelings and so on and to just be in that space of, you know, feeling the disappointment, feeling the stress, 
feeling the overwhelm and then just realizing, well, you know what, it's it's okay. Like, you know, it, it is what it is right now. Like perhaps I'm not where I want to be, but I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep on going because I want to see where this journey takes me. I want to see where the path takes me. And I want to, I kind of also want to, like for me, like I want to see what I'm capable of. Like I kind of want to see like, yeah, like how much more resilience can I gain or how much more discipline can I gain or how much more, but yeah, I want to I want to prove myself to myself. I suppose it's a bit of a limiting belief here, but it's also a good one. Um, you know, I want to kind of see how far I can go, you know, and I know that's and I think that's why we say that, you know, having a business is the biggest self-development thing that you could ever do for yourself. You know, no amount of retreats or workshop that you could ever go to <laughs> will teach you what having a business will teach you because it will take you to your limits, right? And again, it's about you having that clarity. This is what I want. This is what I want. <laughs> and I'm going to just give everything that I have because there's no other choice. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I that whole the self-development journey of owning a business has just been baffling I never expected to learn so much about myself as an individual let alone being a business owner and it's never something that I feel like you can check off your list and go right that's done I I know how to be a business owner now I think it's something that's continually changing and um yeah one of the things that you touched on there as well is when you're I think it comes back to setting yourself up for success so when you're sat there looking at your goals my best advice if you feel like you're setting yourself up with goals that you're not achieving definitely have a look at the goals that you're setting yourself because it may be that the goals that you're the goals that you're aligning yourself to are not actually goals that you can achieve they're not within your power because if your goals are focused on outcomes so earning x amount of money or gaining x number of clients and you don't achieve that that's not actually your fault necessarily because you don't control how many people come to you what you control is the actions that you're taking with that intention so aligning yourself and setting yourself up for success by saying oh hey I am going to make sure that I am showing up every single day and the intention would be to get x amount of money or number of goal or number of clients but your goal is actually self-driven that was a game changer for me when it came to, oh, I'm useless. I haven't done it. I haven't achieved my goals when actually I've achieved my goals, but the outcome hasn't come through. So how can I tailor those goals next time and show up differently to help inspire that outcome to, to come, come to pass, I guess. That is such a good question. Oh my God. Absolutely. Oh, I'm going to apply this. I'm going to think about it tonight. Maybe give yourself a bit of decompressing tonight, a bit of time. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my God. Because, you know, like so many like entrepreneurs out there, like post, you know, like when they're experiencing success and that's what they post online, but they won't necessarily share, you know, the 10 years that they've spent, you know, toiling <laughs> and overworking and feeling that they were failures, you know, or um, I don't know, like all the concessions or I don't know, the mistakes that they made or the, the, the 10 first businesses that they had that actually failed, you know. And so actually just, yeah, I love that question. Like if you can actually refocus your goal on stuff that is within your power, which is showing up, being consistent, blah, 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 blah doing whatever lights you up and gets you out of your comfort zone as well. Huh? <laughs> um, but that's that's much more man- manageable. So I love that. Yeah, because you can't fail. There you go. <laughs> Happy time. <Love> Thank you. <laughs> so, I mean, we've covered so much today and I'm so grateful for you sharing your business journey so openly and honestly. But the last question I have for you is, 
from everything that you've experienced, what would be the one key piece of advice that you'd like to share with the listeners? Boil it all down into one thing. (laughs) I think for me, the one thing is consistency. Um, Because if you allow yourself to... Um, you know, be motivated when things are going great and people are messaging you when you're getting comments and so on. Um, you know, or, or if you have a brick and mortar shop, I don't know what that would look like for you. But, you know, if you allow yourself to kind of just be, um, you know, fueled up by the world's reaction to your business and you know, then, then everything works fine for you. And it's kind of like, you know, this um, uh, 100 days of summer kind of scene, you know, when the guy has, you know, got with a girl and he's just like really happy and everybody's dancing with him on the street. Like, sometimes it feels like that to have a business when everything's going well. But, you know, when people don't message you or you're not getting the response that you like to your latest video, even though you put so much work into this or into your freebie or whatever, and you allow your motivation to be dictated by how the world responds to you, then it's so easy to say, oh, I need some self-care. Or, oh, I'm just not going to post today. <laughs> or, oh, I'm just going to do this. And actually, this is, again, like we shared in, in the previous episode, this is very much self-sabotage, you guys. You're making excuses. <laughs> this is making excuses. Anyway, but instead, if you can just focus on taking a certain amount of actions consistently, you know, posting every day on social media, that is something that's, took me from having this really time-consuming and money-consuming, energy-consuming hobby to having a business. You know, if I think about, you know, what having a business looks like for me, like it's posting on social media every day, like there's no question about it. You know, that's what it looks like for me. At least it's it's about, you know, you know, showing up twice a week, uh, twice a month on the podcast. It's, you know, having that consistency and trusting that the momentum will build and then I'm not going to get from zero followers to a hundred thousand followers overnight. This is just not something that's possible. (laughs) I mean, it's possible, uh, but it's highly unlikely. Right. And so having that consistency will actually carry you through those hard times, through those times of self-doubt and, you know, negative self-talk. So yeah, this is something that has changed everything for me, having that consistency, even when I feel like I just don't want to show up. And then, you know, as you build up that consistency, then you realize that you can actually set up systems that free up a lot of time and energy for you, you know? So right now, I don't necessarily write social media posts every single day like I used to. I have a social media scheduler, which is amazing. Um, You know, so it helps me to just, you know, keep that content coming up because, you know, like obviously, you know, like a really small percentage of people who love your page on Facebook will actually see your content, right? So it helps me to actually repurpose this really good stuff that I wrote. (laughs) So um, consistency. (laughs) Brilliant. No, absolutely. Consistency is um, my word of the year. So I love hearing other people talking about it because I'm like, yeah, that works. I'm gonna, I need to reaffirm this back to myself. (laughs) Um, Thank you so, so much, Celine. This has been an absolute pleasure to talk with you and explore more around your business and your journey so far. Um, where can the listeners find more of you online? Um, I think perhaps the best place to start is to go on my website. So mydawninglight.com, M-Y-D-A-W-N-I-N-G-L-I-G-H-T.com. Um, there's so much for you to explore. Um, I would really love for you to have a listen on the podcast as well. I go crazy on the podcast. Um, my mom constantly tells me to um, slow down and you know, pace myself and take breaks. Um, it hasn't happened in 28 years, so I don't know if it will ever happen. So be prepared. <laughs> be prepared. 
Um, but yeah, the podcast is an incredible way to um, be in touch with me. And also, I really love showing up on Instagram at the moment. So this is an incredible way for you as well. So obviously, it's, uh, Instagram on my don't even so my don't even on Instagram. And um, yeah, most of all, what I'm interested in is, is understanding what you need and you know what you want to, how you want to move forward in your life, and you know how I can help you. So I really love to have those one-on-one conversations with people. Anyway, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Perfect. So I will pop all of the links for Celine in the show notes, listeners, so you can go and have those conversations with her and find your dawning light within and your life purpose and, <laughs> you know, show up the way that feels best for you. Because I feel like if there's nothing else that you can take from all of this wonderful advice today, it really is that being true to yourself and it is a journey will make all the difference in the way that your business feels. So yeah, so that's it. That's it for this episode. All of the links in the show notes. And if you'd like to see more of Celine, go and check out her podcast. I'm also going to include the links that we talked about in the last one from the meditations that you were talking about too. Um, and listeners, if you are enjoying the podcast, I ask that you hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this as it does help us to grow and it makes sure that you never miss an episode. So, you know, it's kind of great for both of us. Um, until next time, head on over to our Instagram and Facebook community with the links in the show notes and we can continue these conversations in the brand lounge. <laughs>